this week on Priority One, well, it's much like last week, with even more marketing hype behind Star Trek Picard. Star Trek Online's 10th anniversary is right around the corner, and we tell you what you can look forward to. And finally, we open up hailing frequencies and receive all of your incoming messages. RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Command codes verified. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Hello, Captains. You're listening to episode 445 of Priority One, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. Your weekly report of all the major news happening in the Star Trek multiverse. This episode was recorded live on Tuesday, January 21st, 2020, and available for download or streaming on Friday, January 24th at PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Elijah. And I'm Kat. And I'm Anthony. And before we jump into the news, we want to invite you to join in on our weekly conversations, whether via social media platforms like facebook.com forward slash Priority One Podcast, on Twitter or Instagram at Priority One Pod, or even by email via incoming at Priority One Podcast.com. Maintaining these features would not be possible without the support of our patrons, listeners like you who support the ongoing production of this show by offering a financial contribution each month. Visit us at patreon.com forward slash Priority One Pod and check out how you can become an admiral in the Priority One Podcast listener fleet. Now, Captains, I know we're all still recovering from the holidays and considering a financial contribution towards a podcast, I know is kind of a big ask. But the next best thing that you can do for us is to share this show with your friends. That really does go a long way in making sure that Priority One reaches as many people as possible in the Star Trek community. So remember, when you see us post this episode on Fridays, be sure to not only hit that like button, but also hit that share and retweet button. It's your support that keeps us going. Now let's check out all the latest news from the Star Trek multiverse. I don't know. Then let's check it out. After what seemed like a lifetime of waiting and marketing teases, or maybe we're just mentally trapped in a Catanian probe full of Picard marketing for 20 minutes, I don't know who's to say. Either way, it's finally time. Star Trek Picard premieres on CBS All Access this week. Now, whether you've already seen the series pilot or not, we've got a couple of fun stories from Picard's final marketing push. For starters, CBS arranged a two-day takeover of London's Piccadilly Circus Underground Station. Star Trek branding adorned the tiled roundels in the station's ticket hall, declaring it to be Picardilly Circus. <laughs> Signs and train line maps throughout the station carried the theme as well. If you closed your eyes, you could perhaps imagine yourself in a Federation transportation hub as the PA announced, please, Take care when using stairs, escalators, or transporters. Next up, Earth Space Dock. 
Do you have to mine the gap before you go through a transporter? Maybe. <laughs> mine the gap. Yeah, this was pretty cool. They just had the London premiere there for Picard as well. And it was fun to see Jerry Ryan taking some selfies in Picardilly Circus. Oh, I saw that one where she, the one with her on it. I love the expression on her face. It was great. Yeah, she's been certainly enjoying her time back at Star Trek. And we were all very excited to what she does. Yes. Our next Picard marketing tidbit comes courtesy of a variety interview with the cast and crew at the show's premiere event in Hollywood. When asked which Trek character each of them would most like to share drinks with, the answers were gracious, touching, and funny in turn. Sir Patrick Stewart joked, quote, Your questions suggest that that hasn't happened yet, end quote, before adding, quote, There are a lot of new characters with me now, and they are, without exception, delightful people. So a glass or two of something pleasant with any of them would be a treat, end quote. Rod Roddenberry touchingly replied, quote, My dad. I know that's not what you were asking, but that's who I'd most like to hang out with, end quote. While several other cast and crew all agreed that Picard himself was their man of choice, new star Isa Briones offered an amusing reply, quote, I shouldn't answer that because I'm not 21 for a few days. Hypothetically, Guinan, because she would get me drunk in the right way, end quote. <laughs> that is true. I would go drinking with Guinan Heck for sure. Yes. Fun fact, Guinan is my wife's least favorite character. Because because whenever Guinan's on screen, like my one of our favorite episodes, one of my favorite episodes is Yesterday's Enterprise. And my wife hates that episode because Guinan just says, I got a feeling something's wrong, but I don't know what it is. So, well, how is that any worse than to battle the cube? I know. What's that about? I was thinking about that the other day. What is she doing? Who knows? <laughs> what is that? And Q calls her a creature. Like, what's up with that? Yeah, I think he thinks all of us are creatures. Okay. And our last Picard marketing bit comes courtesy of Sir Patrick's appearance on the BBC talk show, The Graham Norton Show. The host asked Stuart if, given TNG's heavy syndication, he ever found himself unintentionally drawn into watching the show. While Sir Patrick declared that he doesn't seek out the show, he shared a funny story about one night staying in a hotel. While channel surfing, Stuart came across an episode of The Next Generation. After watching a few minutes, he found himself hooked. It was at this point that his room service order was brought into the room, and the hotel staff person looked at him, looked at the television, and went away. Stuart told Norton, quote, I thought, he's going to go away and tell the entire kitchen, it's the saddest thing I've ever seen. This guy is upstairs alone, having room service, watching himself on TV, end quote. To see the original video of the clip, check out a link in our show notes. That's not the first time that Sir Patrick Stewart has been on Grab Norton Show. He told a very intimate but funny <laughs> story several months ago. I think it was on, or actually several years ago now, it was on tour for Logan, mm -hmm. I believe. Mm -hmm. So he was on with Hugh Jackman and tells this very colorful story about a conversation he had with his wife. Yeah, I think the Graham Norton show is actually my favorite talk show. It's a real talk show, too, because he has guests on. They All of the famous celebrity guests sit on one couch. They all have drinks, and they all just talk about stuff. And, right. and he always gets some great stories out, and any appearance from any Star Trek alum always ends in a great moment. And also, even when he doesn't have Star Trek alum, there was one episode where Tom Hanks and Simon Pegg have a Star Trek trivia contest. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Well, moving back to Star Trek television, there's still no official word from CBS on the release schedule for the rest of its forthcoming Star Trek shows. However, a couple of tweets were dropped this past week that give us hints that we may not have long to wait. 
1st, back on January 14th, TrekCore.com's Twitter account posted a very brief chat with executive producer Heather Caden. Asked if Discovery's new season would be coming on the heels of Picard, Caden had a surprising answer. She said, quote, It's not up to me. CBS All Access schedules it. I'll tell you that come May, a lot of things will be ready. Lower Decks will be ready. Discovery Season 3 will be ready. End quote. She added her expectation that the shows would be scheduled to ensure a steady flow of content. She also declared, quote, I can't wait for people to see Lower Decks. End quote. Just a few days later, on the 17th, another tantalizing tweet appeared. Michelle Paradise, Discovery Season 3's writer, tweeted a photo of one line of script boldly declaring, quote, end of season three, end quote. So with the writing of Discovery season three show complete at the very least, and the Picard executive producer expecting the shows to be ready by May, maybe we won't be waiting long after Picard's finale for the next installment of Star Trek. This is crazy. Like, that's amazing that both shows are going to be ready in May. We're obviously not going to get both. But to know that we could see one of them as early as May and then the other one later in this year, 2020 is turning out to be a pinnacle in the Star Trek mythos of TV shows. I don't even know what I'm saying. Just the excitement is real and I need it all right now. Well, Captains, don't forget that if you haven't already, be sure to use our affiliate links to subscribe to CBS All Access. Just head on over to Priority One Podcast forward slash CBS for links to our affiliate links. Now that leads us to our first community question. Would you rather see Discovery Season 3 release first or Lower Decks? Don't forget to answer our community questions by replying to our episode post on PriorityOnePodcast.com or by replying to our social media community question posts. 25 years ago, Captain Janeway and the crew of the USS Voyager began their adventures in the Delta Quadrant. In honor of this special day, many of Voyager's cast members took to Twitter to celebrate. The captain herself posted a short video captioned, quote, thought I'd dust off my uniform, pips, badge, and boots in celebration of the 25th anniversary, end quote. In the video, to the stirring tune of Voyager's theme music, Kate Mulgrew has arranged her Starfleet uniform and a Voyager script atop a Voyager folding director's chair. Robert Picardo, who played the Doctor, shared a photo of his character in costume as the emergency command hologram with the caption, quote, the ECH has issued an order. You'd better be celebrating 25 years of Voyager. Please don't tell Kate Mulgrew I'm sitting in her chair again, end quote. Seven of Nine's Jerry Ryan, now working on Star Trek Picard, posted a full cast photo captioned, quote, happy 25th birthday, Star Trek Voyager, to the journey, end quote. And eternal ensign Harry Kim, Garrett Wang posted two cast photos with a note saying, quote, So it was exactly 25 years ago this evening that Voyager first aired on UPN. Happy 25th anniversary to the cast, crew, and fans of Star Trek Voyager. May we all live long and prosper. End quote. Well, Captains, that's all the news we have to trek out this week. Now let's find out what happened in the world of Star Trek gaming. Computer status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. To many of us, Star Trek Online is the ultimate Trekkie experience. Being able to graduate from Starfleet Academy, rise through the ranks at Starfleet, and captain our very own starship as we warp throughout the 50-plus years 
of the Star Trek universe. This year alone, we will see Voyager celebrate its 25th anniversary. We'll see Captain Jean-Luc Picard take to the stars again. And we will again have more than one Star Trek show to look forward to. And the game that has glued all of our favorite stories together will turn 10 years old. For PC players, beginning this Tuesday, January 28th, Star Trek Online beams down the party patrol, hands out the party poppers, and releases the Omega Particles. Take responsibly. There will be two new crafting options for the Omega Particles this year. You will now be able to craft Mark or Rarity variations of the Omega upgrades. The party popper this year will feature the greatest hits of past poppers. The anniversary pack is adding several new emotes, including a disco dance, tea, Earl Grey, evil plans, <laughs> Organian greetings, and ta-da! And of course, you'll be able to earn yourself a shiny new tier six ship, the Kittimer Alliance Battlecruiser. An amalgamation of design aesthetics from both the Klingon Defense Force and Starfleet, this formidable ship comes with the aligned anti-proton shielding universal console, which when activated gives a temporary boost to energy weapon haste, shield regeneration, and shield capacity that increases the more damage your shields take. Reactivating the ability afterwards will deal anti-proton damage to each nearby enemy. Reaching level 5 in the Alliance Battlecruiser will unlock the Automated Shield Alignment Starship trait. Slotting this trait will give a bonus to damage based on what percentage of your shields is missing. Defeating an enemy will restore a substantial portion of your shields. And for a full list of details and to see a video from Zeph Films showcasing the Kittimer Alliance Battlecruiser, check out the show notes. I've got to admit, this is a... For me, personally, my opinion, it's a sexy looking ship. When you're marrying aesthetic styles like Klingon ships and Federation ships, I'm sure it could have gone really poorly. You know, just some of the worst kit bashing you've ever seen. But Thomas Moroni really knocked it out of the park with this, with this design, I think. It's a ship that I immediately thought to myself, wow, I bet it would look good 3D printed. Now, in terms of the specs, yeah, it looks handsome. And for a second, I was like, mm, maybe I'll replace my fleet Avenger battlecruiser. And I might have done it if they would announce a tier six fleet variant for this. Because the turn rate is a little slow. The inertia is a little low. So it's definitely slower than the Avenger. Not by much, but enough. I'm very excited about the emotes. Yay. I'm excited about the ship, too, but, you know, I don't really like big ships. I mean, I'm still going to get it because, uh, you know, the console and the trader still look pretty awesome. But, uh, you know, I don't like slow ships. I have a hard time. <laughs> I like fast ships. So on paper, like without seeing the ship and you wrote down what was going to happen with this ship, <laughs> I would have said you were crazy and don't do it. That abomination shouldn't exist. But luckily, I saw this thing before I realized what it was. And oh my gosh, this thing is gorgeous. I, I love it. I, I love everything about it. Every angle, every 
every curve, every weapons port, every uh, deflector, whatever. I just the th it, it looks really nice, and I can and I love big, slow-moving ships. I mean, you know me. I've got the uh, Universe class, the Enterprise J. I mean, I you know I love driving starships that turn like a planet. I, I don't have a problem with that. So uh, so yeah, I cannot wait to get my hands on this ship. I can't wait to fly it. I can't wait to see it flying around in sector space. I can't wait to see what other people do with it. What uh, what other what vanity shields people are putting on it. I, I can't wait to see it all over the game because everybody's gonna be flying this thing. And again, a big shout out to the ship team that worked hard on this build. This is one of those designs that a community could have torn to shreds, but quite the opposite. It's been getting such amazing reviews. It even got picked up on io9 earlier this week. So again, congratulations to Hector Ortiz, Tobias Richter and Thomas Moroni and the entire ship and UI team that works tirelessly behind these ships. It's, I can't imagine the Herculean task to marry established aesthetics for over 50 years of content, right? And then marrying that together to a ship like this. So big shout out to, to the entire team. The task force operation to Hell with Honor was announced last week and featured on a recent 10 Forward Weekly live stream. The TFO has captains taking the fight to Ja'ula in a space versus ground forces battle on a barren moon. As John Hegner noted during the live stream, there are a couple different strategies players can take when approaching the TFO. Stage 1 pits captains against ground turrets while they make their way to Ja'ula's headquarters. During Stage 2, captains will battle against both Ja'ula's forces and Alachi groundwalkers. Any turrets not destroyed during Stage 1 will help you fight the Alachi. There is a Stage 3, but not wanting to spoil anything, we'll let listeners discover that for themselves. Check out the show notes for a link to the latest fiction blog leading up to the operation and the 10 forward videos spotlighting the mission. The 10th anniversary update will also bring us two previous task force operations into regular rotation. Battle at the Binary Stars and the Mycelial Realm return to join the permanent list of regularly available TFOs. In Battle at the Binary Stars, you'll take on the role of a Discovery-era starship involved with the famous battle we first saw on the premiere of Star Trek Discovery. Not only is this a beautiful map and an exciting battle, but you'll also get to see cutscenes recreated in-game as they played out in Discovery. Then enter the Mycelial Realm in a ground TFO where you'll team up with Tardigrades to fight Alachi and try to hinder Ja'ula's efforts. If you happen to have a VR headset, set yourself up to play Star Trek Online in VR because the Mycelial Realm is stunning in virtual reality. Yeah, it's really cool that, that these two TFOs are coming back. And uh, also this To Hell With Honor TFO looks really cool. It reminds me a little bit of the TFO, the shuttle TFO that we did that I had never done. Oh, the Alachi one? With the yeah, walkers. Yeah. 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 Um, it reminds me a little bit of that, but it, this one's way cooler. And like the way that it progresses getting to the third stage is, is pretty cool. And uh, the fact that you can kind of hug the ground of the moon with your ship is uh, is also pretty cool. And um, it'll be fun to see what strategies we can come up with for this one. Well, that brings us to our next community question this week. What are you most looking forward to for Star Trek Online's 10th anniversary? Console captains can continue their campaign progress towards a free Tier 6 ship coupon by playing in the Voth Breach event. 
Players have the choice of either playing Into the Breach featured Task Force Operation or in any of the new reimagined Space Patrols that were previously released on PC. Completing the daily progress with the TFO or two of the patrols 14 times will also earn you the Voth Power Subcore console, along with the usual featured TFO rewards. And on this week's episode of Clear Skies, the Star Trek Adventures RPG from the creative minds behind Shield of Tomorrow, the crew of the USS Ross finally set out on their adventure and gave us our first look at the starship. The title sequence, put together by none other than Zeph Films, showcases the Galaxy variant, which will be available as an in-game variant for the Exploration Cruisers. The show, Clear Skies, can be seen Monday nights on the Q Times Twitch channel. That's twitch.tv forward slash Q-U-E-U-E times. Did you guys watch that? I've I watched a little bit of it. I, I watched their show Shield of Tomorrow quite a bit um, when it was on. Have you, either of you seen this ship, seen this variant ship? Because it looks pretty cool. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a hybrid between the Enterprise E and the Enterprise D, um, and this one apparently was a project that Thomas uh, Maroney was working on for a, a while, um, and they just didn't know when to release it, but they decided to use it as the variant for this um, RPG live stream show. I think it's cool too that they're allowing players to use this too. Like it's a variant that we'll all be able to get our hands on. It does kind of look armored like that little snippet of screenshot that we saw in the recent Picard trailer of the galaxy. Was it me or did the galaxy look a little armored on the neck? I didn't think it looked armored. All right, we'll see. We'll wait and see. But I I wasn't staring at its neck either. That'd be impolite. I wasn't staring at its nacelles. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm a gentleman. (laughs) My bridge is up here, man. (laughs) My eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now let's move into some Armada news. This week in Armada News, if you didn't know already, we have an ongoing uh, event that happens every Tuesday called TFO Tuesday, where we team up with other Armada members to earn marks and dilithium. So if you're interested in doing any of that, come join us. We also have, uh, what are we on, our third week of Tribbles and Bits. I'm just posting random questions on the website so we can get some feedback from you guys. And so far, the responses are hilarious. So just check it out. It's on the website at PriorityOneArmada.com under Tribbles and Bits. And then finally, last week we handed out some of our um, outstanding service medals to some of our fantastic members. They have gone above and beyond in their contributions to the Armada, and we really appreciate all the work that they do to help us, you know, keep our community growing. So thank you so much. And the winners are all posted on the website at PriorityOneArmada.com. And now for this week's top tip. In an effort to lend a hand to new players, or even surprise the most veteran captains in Star Trek Online, here's our top tip. With the Voth Breach event arriving on console as the featured TFO, we wanted to give you a couple of tips for completing it hastily. The first stage of the TFO is pretty straightforward, literally. You and your teammates fly at full impulse down the outside spine of the ship, firing all around, very much like the Death Star trench run in Star Wars. Occasionally, you'll slow down to take out some turrets, and then in the featured version, you'll head straight down into the belly of the ship to take on the sub-power cores. Here's where the first tip comes in. Only one of the three chambers will have the correct sub-core. The other two will have a question mark in the name, 
Don't attack these ones. Heal yourself up and go after another chamber. Remember that a chamber will not have the correct subpower core twice in a row. After your team explodes the core, head into the next chamber and start taking down the primary power core. This one has a rotating shield, so you can either fly around the core, keeping your ship broadsiding the exposed space between the shielding, or sit tight and buff up your ship when the shield blocks your firing arcs. It's up to you. But make sure to get your pacing down, or you'll be wasting your buffed attacks on an immune shield. In other gaming news... Star Trek Timelines isn't exempt from the Picard hype. Starting on the same day as the Picard premiere, Timelines starts a new campaign that offers Eremotic Syndrome Picard and Eevee Suit 7 of 9 as rewards. Starting the same day is Timelines' newest event titled Right on Q. This event features Bell Q from the Q Civil War episode, Augmented Riker, and Commander Shelby. Star Trek Timelines is available in the Google Play Store, the iOS App Store, the Microsoft Store, and on Steam. That's it for this week in gaming news. Now let's open hailing frequencies and hear your incoming messages. Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See, we are getting to know each other. Well, Captains, hailing frequencies are now open, and we're ready to receive all of your incoming messages. Our first community question for the week was, which Star Trek news this week was most exciting to you and why? From PriorityOnePodcast.com, Joshua Selig writes, I'm interested as to what two other live-action shows are coming. I would also be a bit miffed if one of those two shows was not Pike. I have no idea what the other one could be. Perhaps a new series set after TNG, but in the vein of TNG? That'd be interesting. On Facebook, Jason Smith writes in that the short treks will eventually appear on Netflix outside of the U.S. I know it's not CBS's fault per se, but they really did drop the ball on this for all fans outside of the U.S. and Canada. I No, it was CBS that dropped the ball. It was most certainly CBS. They, they, they have to cut these deals with these other providers, and for them not to include short treks in some way seems like a really gross oversight. I wonder, I don't understand how that's even possible, like why the short treks aren't aren't showing before. Here's how the license probably went for this series of Star Trek and didn't include short treks because those are separate because they're like a whole under a whole different banner and everything, you know, even in CBS All Access's areas. Well, why are they not making these deals beforehand? I mean, it's not like they don't know that these things are coming out. And they and like they're using them as promotional material for or at least one of them for Picard. Why wouldn't they cut the deals and make it right? Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. I suspect they really thought they were marketing things to drive traffic to CBS All Access. If I was an executive, that's probably where they were going with that. But um, I imagine they'll come out at some point. Our second community question for the week was, will you be purchasing the new Star Trek Online Picard bundle? One thing many of our listeners tended to agree about is that the bundle doesn't seem to target longtime players. Most veteran players, like listeners Sean Clay and Hunter Wallen, already have many of these items, so the bundle just isn't attractive to them at this price. But you did have some great comments. From PriorityOnePodcast.com, Tyler Maxwell says, Others point out that the current crop of lockbox slash promo ships on the exchange are priced at the equivalent of $100 to $200. So from that perspective, the bundle is a steal. 
Another factor is the possibility of this being a test case for Cryptic selling lockbox ships directly in the Zen store. Maybe a response to recent moves by various countries to regulate the use of loot boxes in games, since the exclusivity of certain ships to lockbox slash promo packs is something that a good chunk of Stowe players loathe. Perhaps a financially sustainable alternative like these bundles is something that should be encouraged. Also, another thing to know, Captains, for those of you that may be interested in purchasing the bundle, uh, I see, for instance, David from Truck Radio in the chat talking about it. Um, if you own some or most of the other items in the bundle, you cannot purchase it. You cannot. Get that should it. have been fixed today in the patch. Because ah, that okay. happened to me. It was if you owned the holographic Tommy gun, you couldn't purchase the pack. But that was fixed today in the patch. At least it was for me. And finally, from Facebook, Ron Kinney writes in, No, the Picard bundle doesn't offer enough at the current price point to make it worth buying. There was a recent pack that gave two tier six ships with other items for only 10 bucks. They should do more value packs like that. Well, that wraps up episode 445 of Priority One, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. But there are more great shows available to you on the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Just visit podcasts.roddenberry.com for a complete list. Then be sure to subscribe to them all. And of course, share them with your friends. But we can't forget to send a special thanks to some of our Patreon supporters like Diana Gunther, Darnell Dwayne Ross, David K. Rutley, Joshua Selig, and Peter Archibald. And of course, before we go, it's time for a reminder of our community questions. What would you rather see first after Star Trek Picard? Discovery Season 3 or the animated Lower Decks? Also, what are you most looking forward to in the 10th anniversary celebrations for Star Trek Online? Is it the TFOs? Is it the Omega Games and crafting? Is it the new ship? Let us know. Captains, it's important to us that you get your voice heard and participate in the conversation. Leave us a comment on our website at PriorityOnePodcast.com, on our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash PriorityOnePodcast, or find us on Twitter and Instagram at PriorityOnePod. And don't miss a thing from the Star Trek multiverse. Catch our episodes every Friday. Just open your favorite podcast app. Do a search for Roddenberry, because there you'll find us and our sister shows on the Roddenberry Podcast Network. You can even join in on the fun as we record these episodes live on Tuesday nights at around 8 p.m. Eastern. If you're following us on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, you'll certainly see the notification. And if you're still craving more, be sure to spend time with Winters and me and the rest of the Priority One Armada on Saturday nights, the Armada broadcasts live to review the latest news from Star Trek Online and the Armada community, including spotlighting some of its amazing members. With regular giveaways, there's something for all Stowe players, whether you are new or a veteran. Follow us on all our social media accounts for broadcast times, and if you'd like to join the Armada, visit PriorityOneArmada.com. This episode of Priority One is brought to you by our community. Patrons like yourselves who support us financially from month to month. To find out more and add your support, visit us at patreon.com forward slash priority one. And even if you cannot make a financial contribution, the next best thing you can do to support priority one is to spread the word about our show. Tell your fellow Trekkies that you enjoy this podcast as your weekly source for Star Trek news. It's your support that keeps us going. Don't forget to tune in to Priority One Productions Guard Frequency Podcast at guardfrequency.com. 
Each episode, the guard will take you inside the universe of your favorite space sims, including a tabletop adventure played out by your hosts. And Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to heroesrisepodcast.com to discover their secrets. Thanks to our audio editors, including Gray, William, Brandon, Rand, Daniel, Roscoe, and Skiffy. Thanks to our producer, Jake Morgan, for assisting in the weekly production of this podcast and our captain's vlogs. To associate producer, Shane Hoover, for helping us organize and write up our summary of the weekly headlines from the Star Trek multiverse. Thanks to our graphic artist, Henry Pomper, with support from Jason Smith of the Priority One Armada. Thanks to the composer of our theme music, Chris Watts. Most importantly, a big thanks to you, the Star Trek community, our listeners, because without your ongoing support, none of this would be possible. Enemy ship on sensors. Red alert. Sue, no. Engage. So you can either fly around the sorry. Around I right clicked and it brought up a window that blocked the that blocked the text. So I was like, I, I remember. On the neck. I, I didn't think notice. it looked armored. Alright. We'll see. We'll wait and see. But I, I wasn't staring at its neck either. That'd be impolite. I wasn't staring at its nacelles, I'm sorry. I'm a gentleman. My bridge is up here, man. My eyes, my eyes. (laughs) 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 Nice bus art collectors. Hey, now. Hey, that was from the chat. That was David in the chat. Um, Kat, I struck that out because it gets gets a little long when we start listing. I'm just going to point them back to the website. Okay. Ample. That's right. Scotty says ample nacelles. Ample nacelles. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to get my hands on oh. her ample nacelles. If you know, if you pardon the engineering, pardon parlance. the engineering parlance. <laughs> Again, a big shout out to the ship team that designed this kittimal. And again, a big shout out to the team that put together this. Dish. All I could think of was cat food, kittimals, kittimals and bits, kittimals and bits. <laughs> Check out the show notes for a link to the latest fiction blog leading up to the operation and the Ted Forward we- Weekly. <laughs> Damn it. Check out the show notes for a link to. All right, good. This is awesome. <laughs> Wine will fix everything. <laughs>
This is Elijah, feedback sync one. This is Kat, feedback sync two. This is Anthony, feedback sync three. <laughs> feedback in three. That was two. atrocious. <laughs> well, Captain's Haley Freak. <laughs> well, Captain's hailing frequencies are now open, and we're ready to receive all of your incoming I can't messages. I did that live on the stream. Try to sing. I, I don't think you can classify that as singing. I don't know what that was. <laughs> you'll know. You'll know it's ten because I make the sound of a dying giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're you're referring to. South Park, the movie, bigger, longer, uncut. (laughs) Oh, it's been forever. Yeah, he's like that's their code. That's their code. Is like you'll know it's time because I make the sound of a dying giraffe. Podcast. Roddenberry. Com. The Roddenberry Podcast Network.